0: good tuesday morning it's 2 little palindrome there i'm actually going to talk about self-care to end this month off because i don't know if i'm doing one next monday so i'm doing my last one now and it's going to be about masturbation i'm actually going to read you a little excerpt from feminist as Fuck. it's a guide to crushing girlhood And I'm actually reading it with my boys, by the way, for homeschool. But um, it's by Brittany Cooper, Chanel Craft Tanner, Susanna Morris. Excellent book. There is literally a nice page called, well, it gives you, it's just a page, the top of it says, we wish we realized that the best kind of feminist sex is with ourselves. And it's page 149, if you get the book. So I'm just going to read you a little blip here some of you may have been told that self-pleasure in the form of masturbation is weird, gross, unnecessary, or should be a secret. And isn't that what I keep talking about? Like that we have this weird stigma with it. But have you realized that boys seem to talk about masturbation as a normal, ordinary thing? We need to be equally unapologetic. Plus, exploring what works for you is big energy and brings together all the components of sex positivity Where else does it get to be all about you, your body, and your pleasure? And when you know how to please yourself, you don't ever have to depend on anyone else for your own orgasm. But masturbation also enriches sex with a partner, because when you know how to please yourself, you'll feel much more in control and confident when telling someone else how to please you. You can give clear and precise instructions of what exactly you'd like them to do and where to go. As if you needed any other reasons to play with yourself, there are some pretty cool health benefits to masturbation as well. It helps reduce stress and anxiety, prevents urinary tract infections, and helps with cramps during your period, just to name a few. I'm going to be honest right here. I knew about the reducing stress and anxiety, and I also know that it, because sex with orgasms helps period cramps during, you know, your period. I did not know about preventing urinary tract infections, and there's no like citation here for me to have you look that up. So you're all just going to have to Google it. Like I will. Um, to end, we think self-pleasure is so important. We put together a little playlist of songs that celebrate exploring your body and sexuality. So the playlist they put together, we're all going to feel ancient together. Cause there's not a lot of songs I recognize on here. Some of them I do. Um, She's got a Carly Rae Jepsen, Party for One. She's got Lady Gaga, Dancing in Circles. Rihanna, Sex with Me. Macy Gray, B.O.B., which is like battery-operated boyfriend for those who don't know. Pink Fingers. I don't know who Charlie XCX is. I'm showing my age, aren't I, people? Body of My Own. FKA Twigs. The song is Kicks. Cindy Lauper, there's one I know. <laughs> Shebop. But you know who they don't have on here, by the way? They do not have I Touch Myself by the Divinals. Like, I don't know how that didn't end up on here, but that's all right. Um, Nicki Minaj, Feeling Myself. Britney Spears, Touch of My Hands. Tony Braxton, You're Making Me High. Love that song. Lizzo, Excuse Me. And then they do end with um, sexual health resources, things like Planned Parenthood, um... Center for Young Women's Health, which is literally youngwomenshealth.org and PlannedParenthood.org for those websites if you need them. Um, there's something called amaze.org. I don't know that one. Girlshealth.gov. Um, HelloClue.com. And Scarletteen.com. S-C-A-R-L-E-T-E-E-N.com. Only a few of those also I'm familiar with, but not all. So definitely wanted to just end my self-care month with masturbation because I will forever, and I probably mentioned this in previous podcasts, but I will forever remember talking to a an actual doctor. And Dave, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure you know which one I'm talking about. Um, There was a doc, we were talking about how one of my kids had asked, can men have sex with men? And I was like, yeah. And when i told the doctor this he was like oh my god like he just it freaked him out and he was saying he was going to leave that to his wife to talk about and i just thought that was so weird that like i assume everybody in healthcare is as open as i am about sex and masturbation and all that because my mother was and like reading this book she even says you know like in her day and i'm guessing she grew up in the 90s like i'm thinking she's probably roughly my age the authors that wrote this some of them i have to go back and see but 80s and 90s i grew up but anyways They were saying that, you know, things weren't as open, but they're better now. And I'm thinking, well, shit, maybe I was like years ahead of my peers because my mother was so open. At 14, 13, 14, she had the talk about masturbation with me and how it was very healthy and normal to do. And yes, at the time, I'm covering my ears like, la, 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 don't talk to me. That's so gross. And, you know, I was 13, 14. But I've said this before. I was very grateful for that talk because then when I did masturbate in my teen years, I never felt dirty or gross about it. I just felt like it was... You know, I mean, I was worried about somebody opening a door and catching me. Sure. (laughs) Like, I think everybody goes through that. You're like double locking the doors and, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I just I never felt like it was a dirty thing. And I've always been so open about talking about those things with my kids. And literally, like, depending on what age they are, when they're toddlers, they're always touching themselves. You're like, that's okay to touch your own body. But, you know, you can't do it in the living room. (laughs) Go somewhere else where it's private time to touch yourself. And you just give them those little, you know, and then as they get older and they hit their teen years, you're like, yes, masturbation is very normal. You know, ideally, oh, you should be behind closed doors. Not ideally. You have to be behind closed doors. People don't want to watch you masturbate unless it's a consensual thing and you're both adults. Like You, know, you got to give all these little instructions and always wash your hands afterwards because, you know, I don't want somebody masturbating and then making me a sandwich. Like it just, you know, those manners with masturbation. That should be my fucking book. Emily Post, like Book of Manners but with masturbation. Anyways, that's an idea. I'm trademarking it right now as I say it. So yeah, we read this really great book on sex and we talked about consent, consent, consent. And then what I like to do is like to really get that your kids understand. We talked about enthusiastic consent and my kids are 10 and almost 13 and I have a 22 year old and I give them like who can consent can a patient consent to have sex with their doctor? No, because the power imbalance is off. Can a prisoner consent to have sex with a prison guard? No, because the power dynamics. A teacher and student, a grandpa and a grandkid, like, you know, a family member. Like, you just, you go through, can a 20-year-old with a 16-year-old? No. So we really go through a lot of things about who can consent, and it's adults. Adults can consent with each other, but again, you have to be mindful of certain power dynamics and then we talked about people freezing. Like if you're kissing on someone's neck and they're just not moving and they're kind of laying there still and you don't have some kind of necrophilia fetish, you know, where they, I don't know. But um, you, you just have to, if they're not enthusiastic with their consent, like if they're just laying there, what's what do you do? I got to tell you, my fucking 10-year-old was like, you say, hey, do you still want to do this? It's like, good. Yes. You fucking check in with your partner when you're kissing them or doing anything or touching them and they're freezing up. You stop what you're doing. Say, are you still into this? If you're not, it's okay. We even talked about consent being removed during sex. If you are in the middle of sex and then you say you don't want to do it anymore, what are you supposed to do? And my kids are like, you stop. Immediately stop. Yep. We talked about how people will guilt people into sex. If you love me, you'll do it. Oh, you know, men talk about blue balls. Like, you know, they have to. It's their biology. They have to have sex all the time and... I literally went through how a lot of men, and yes, I'm, sex, I'm I'm making it a sexist comment, but it's really not when you look at statistics. But a lot of men tend to treat their partners as like their own personal therapist because they don't get the fucking therapy they should be getting. And then like they make their partners deal with their crazy. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking women do that too. But I know far more women in therapy trying to deal with their own shit than I do men. And it's because of the patriarchy. We're going to talk about this. It's because your definition of manhood and boyhood is so wrapped up in this little tiny box that you're all allowed to be in. By the way, please watch YouTube. All men, boys, and I would encourage women and girls to also watch this. The Mask I Live In on YouTube. The Mask I Live In. I want to say it's about an hour and a half documentary on masculinity and how boys are brought up. You you know are brought up to see girls as something you conquer, and you you learn to objectify them early. So much so that that's why there's male violence against women because you know we're objects, we're for your viewing pleasure. We talked about purity culture and how fucking toxic that is because you see it way more for women than you do for men. Um, I'm trying to think what else we we hit everything though with sex yesterday. It was a very interesting conversation we had. We read out of this book and the fact that my kids also watch the mask I live in because you know it's I know about women I don't know about what it's like to be a little boy and a man so I try to like teach them everything you want people to be well-rounded so you do want any of you remember going while I get off on this tangent growing up and liking it in fifth grade I would say we split up the room and boys went with the boys and girls went with the girls and I'm gonna say this was like around 1989 or so so I'm sure things have changed in, you know, 30 years. But uh 30 some. We would talk about periods for the girls and how the hair would start growing in your pubic area and your underarms and, you know, your period and your 28-day cycle and all this stuff about periods and they never mentioned consent by the way. That was too big of a concept probably back then. I know for a fact the boys cuz we did learn about the boys, but we did it like in, you know, they talked about boys having wet dreams. And, you know, that was just a normal part of them growing up. And that, you know, then they talked about how they would get, you know, hair in places and their voice would change. And it was just a very little sex ed help, you know, that they just gave everybody. But I feel like we're missing the bigger piece when we don't talk about consent, when we don't talk about the feelings. I There's literally a Modern Family episode. My kids are currently binge-watching Modern Family and Seinfeld. So they're older shows, but they like watching them. And the one kid's kind of like a mini adult, his name's Manny and he's at a party and a girl's going up the stairs with the guy and he stops them both. And he says, he points to his head and he goes, I don't think you're ready up here. And then he points to the bedroom for what's going to go down up there. And it's like a very cute scene and he's gotta be 13 or something at the time of the show. And I I thought it was funny because when I was talking about sex yesterday with the kids and we've talked about it, like I said, it's an ongoing conversation, it's not a one-off. It's a literal from the time they're young till adulthood that we just, it's an organic kind of thing. We talk about it when it comes up, when we're reading this book and here's the chapter and we go into further discussion and in depth. But that was a huge thing because we talked about pleasure. That's another thing they leave out. Consent and pleasure are fucking left out of the sex ed talk. And that's probably why there's so many people that have that gray area of consent where they don't know if they're, you know, they didn't say no. So I just did it. Or they're, you know, not using their partner. Like they are using their partner like a flashlight. They're not interested if they have pleasure. So I talked not with those words with my boys and I, cause the book mentions sex should be pleasurable for the parties involved. And I told my kids that some people think they're supposed to lay there and not enjoy sex. And I said, you know, when you have sex, you should be able to openly communicate what you like and what you don't like. I said, and that's a huge thing right there. If you are not able to tell your partner what you like and don't like, I said, then you're not ready up here, pointing to my head, (laughs) for having sex. Because if you're 13, 14, which some kids are that young having sex, but you're not able to voice your concerns and what you like and don't like, you're not ready. And then I told them my story briefly that I was 18 and had a boyfriend and I was ready because I initiated it. I wanted it. And I said, I told him things I liked and didn't like, and he got offended. And what I know now as an adult is that person probably wasn't ready to have sex just because we were the same age. I don't think mentally they were, even though they had been having sex for years. They were one of those kids that had sex when they were 13, 14. By the time I was dating him, I was 18. And I don't think maturity-wise was there, because I was able to be like, this isn't good for me. And they got very offended, and I didn't do it in a mean way. But I pointed that out to the kids and said, it's not an attack on your ego. That's your chance to hear somebody say they don't like something, and okay, what can we do to fix it? And I just think that we should be having these frank discussions with children as they're going through puberty. Like, you should have all these when they're that young, so by the time they're older, it's just second nature, and I do realize some men and women just get there without having these discussions, but I feel like it's a small percentage of people that get there without these discussions. So my duty in life is to have these discussions with everybody. I talk about female, and I'm saying female, but, you know, I talk about female masturbation at work and social circles because it very much is a running joke. You know, oh, yeah, teenage boys, you know, they they jerk it all the time. People just are very comfortable about boys and male sexuality but again, it's this weird puritanical thing about women. And we even talked about the uh, the virgin whore dichotomy. We talked about that. We talked about virginity being a social construct yesterday. Because we talked about how the hymen usually isn't even fucking there by the time women start to bleed and have their periods. And all the ways that it can be broken and ruptured. And if somebody's bleeding during sex, maybe you were rough with them and they were not into it. So we had the talk about the dichotomy. They didn't know what dichotomy meant. I'll give them that. But uh, I just went through that women are seen as either pure or like filthy and we don't do the same thing to men. That's how you know it's a sexist thing. That's how it like should start hitting your head that, oh, we only want these purity pledges and tests more so for women than men. It's just a way to control them, a way to shame them, a way to make them feel guilty. And then we talked about the real problem of people being assaulted, molested, raped, and Then we talked about how heteronormative it is that we talk about virginity as penis and vagina. What about two women having sex? Are they, you know, you get to decide what sexual experience, you know, made you or made you not a virgin if you want to use those words. So we did. We hit it all yesterday in that chapter. Feminist as fuck is the book. I gave you the authors in the beginning. Read it for yourselves. I will say sometimes because it is mostly for girls. It's feminist as fuck, but they do talk about boys in there. And sometimes I even try to use gender neutral words. My (laughs) almost 13 year old said, mom, you know how you say um, women and men? He said, I try to say people. I say kudos because that's just a different generation. And he's already trying to gender neutral things. And I gave him like the high five for it. I'm like, yeah, people. Because we also learned a science about trans issues last week. And that was really cool because we were talking about how other cultures for like thousands of years have had words for trans people. And we always act like in the U.S., like we're the default setting. You know what I mean? Like it is. We do. We live here. So it's like everybody has the same issues we have here. And it's like, no, we're not the default. Other places are absolutely better than us. Other places for thousands of years. We've only been in this country for over 200. Like, you know, other people have already had a handle on shit that we're dealing with now. So, yeah, the kids the kids are all right. They're doing better than us. My kids are already gender-neutraling, you know, people using that instead of men and women. and. So as much as I like to teach them, I learn from them as well. So that's my thing about self-love this month. Masturbation, the health benefits, which I've talked about more than once. Love yourself. If you're stressed out as fuck with your job or with family, maybe you're just not masturbating enough. And again, I've talked about mutual masturbation. If you have a partner, that that's something that you're, you can do with them. But yeah, my boys do not seem to be weirded out by that conversation. They're not doing the la, 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 la. And it might be because as much as my mom was such a forward thinker, I don't think it was like a constant conversation. We didn't talk so much about pleasure and uh, consent because maybe those things she thought were implied or I would know better. I don't know. I mean, I did. but (laughs) So maybe she just knew. But uh, yeah, it's something that I think we should all be talking about with our children. So that's the end of my February self-love. Always going to end on masturbation as a great form of self-love. And you know what? I painted my toenails like a cute Harley Quinn, like the pink and green. And that was some self-love for me over the weekend. So it can, you know, you can be as bold as you want with that self-love painting your nails or you could just masturbate. Some of you I know aren't there yet and it's okay. Okay because we also talked about asexual people too. That just That's just not your jam and that's okay. So maybe paint your toenails, get yourself a nice cup of tea or hot chocolate or coffee, read a good book, binge watch some TV, I don't know, hike. It's beautiful weather. It was yesterday. We're going to get more snow, but it was beautiful weather yesterday. We went for a walk around a few blocks. So just really learn to love yourselves. And I'm going to try to do that more this year and do more self-love talks. You know, I know we talked about kinks here and there, but I feel like some of you might not even be ready for that. Like you really got to love yourself mentally, physically before you can broaden that. So take care. It's a long one, but I'm not going to be doing one next week. I'll probably start like in second week of March. Take care.